Welcome everyone to the Hikes Peak Podcast. Thank you for coming back to the mountain. For the second week of the offseason, we have a jam-packed episode this week. First, I'm proud to share with you all the 2024 Mountain West Depth Chart Tracker. I'll explain more in a bit, but basically it's going to be your go-to resource to see who's on track to be starting on your favorite team next season. We also have a ton of transfer portal news, and then we'll finish the show with an overview of how each team is looking going into next year. Let's get right into what the depth chart tracker is all about. I've done a ton of research on each team's departures, additions, and remaining players. So much, in fact, that for my own sanity, I created a Google Sheets to keep track of everything. After about two weeks, I think I have everything pretty close to perfect, so I figured why not make it available to the public. It's hard to track down projected depth charts, especially on group of five teams, so I hope this can be useful to some of you out there. I'll have the link somewhere in the description of whatever platform you're listening on, and I'll also make a post on the Mountain West Connection site that will have the link as well. I'll be updating this whenever anything new happens, transfers and stuff like that, so check back every once in a while to see if the lineup looks the same. I really hope you guys like this, and if you see a player on there that shouldn't be on there or I'm missing someone, feel free to hit me up on Twitter and I'll fix it as soon as I can. Now, on with the show. For this week's transfer portal update, we have a ton to get through. Let's dive in. Colorado State wide receiver Lewis Brown the fourth commits to Sean Lewis and San Diego State. He'll become the Aztecs' top wideout and will be somewhat of an elder statesman in a group without a ton of experience besides Makai Shaw. Former number one overall recruit USC edge rusher Corey Foreman commits to Fresno State. He's got the potential to be one of the best defensive players in the conference. Following Nick Saban's stunning retirement, Washington and former Fresno State head coach Kalen DeBoer ended up with the Alabama job. This led to a bunch of Washington Huskies hitting the portal, including Fresno State starting tight end Trey Watson. He then flipped his commitment to Texas A&M. Nevada running back slash wide receiver Jamal Bell commits to Baylor. San Jose State wide receiver Charles Ross commits to Ohio. Colorado State QB Clay Millen, who was the Rams starter in 2022 and the first game of 2023 before losing the job to Braden Fowler Nicolosi transfers to Florida. Nevada breakout safety Richard Tony Jr. commits to TCU. San Jose State lands a commitment from former four-star QB Chubba Purdy. Brock Purdy's younger brother started his career at Florida State before transferring to Nebraska, where he spent the last two seasons. He'll battle with Jay Butterfield for the starting job. UNLV landed two big-time transfers in Texas A&M corner Tony Grimes and star Holy Cross QB Matthew Sluka. Grimes started his career at North Carolina, and has been one of the most consistent boundary corners in the country. He adds to an already stacked Rebel secondary, while Sluka has about 9,500 total yards and 97 touchdowns in his career. He'll battle with Doug Brumfield for UNLV's starting job with Jaden Maiava off to USC. Did I mention that? Maiava flipped from Georgia to USC. Wild stuff. Blake Anderson and Utah State get a commitment from Utah quarterback Bryson Barnes. He had an up-and-down season for the Utes, but he delivered a legendary performance last October when he outdueled presumptive number one pick Caleb Williams on the road. The Aggies now have four, yes, four starting caliber quarterbacks on their roster. You've got Cooper Lega, who announced he's coming back for his final year. You've got McKay Hillstead, who looked great in his handful of starts. Of course, you have Bryson Barnes. And then there's also former Iowa quarterback Spencer Petras, who started 32 games for the Hawkeyes. It's anyone's guess who the starter is in week one. To finish the show, let's quickly go over what 
every roster in the Mountain West is looking like heading into 2024. We'll go alphabetically, starting with Air Force. Keep in mind, it's impossible to project a Troy Calhoun-led team. They could have no one on their team with any football experience, and the Falcons would probably still win eight games. That being said, it wouldn't be fair to not give their fans the rundown, so here's what you're looking at. Air Force is replacing 17 of their 24 starters, which comes out to 70.8%, including every starter on the offensive line. Running backs Dylan Carson and Aiden Calvert will likely be the main ball carriers next year, and the defense will be led by star defensive tackle Peyton Zadroyak. Their strongest group has to be the corners, which returns their top three players, Jamari Bellamy, Trey Williams, and Jerome Gaylord Jr. On to Boise State, who was replacing eight of 24 starters, just a third of their players, with none of the position groups being an obvious weakness. The run game will once again be the engine of the offense. Obviously, Ashton Genty is one of the best players in the country, but the Broncos also have a great backup in Breezy Dubar, and most importantly, return four starters on the offensive line. Also would be a big boost if USC transfer quarterback Malachi Nelson ends up being as good as he can be. The defense brings back even more talent, with edge rusher Dimitri Washington and linebacker DJ Schramm being the only departing starters. The defensive line brings back both starting defensive tackles and star edge rusher Ahmed Hassane. The linebackers are led by two juniors who broke out this season, Andrew Simpson and Marco Notarini, and the secondary brings back every single starter, including corner Markel Reed and safety Alexander Tubner, who are utilizing their final year of eligibility. While this side of the ball had its inconsistencies this year, they'll have more continuity than ever going into 2024. Now for Colorado State, they are replacing 14 of their 24 starters, which is 58.3%, most notably Dolan Holker, Muhammad Kamara, and all three interior offensive line spots. The firepower of the offense found in 2023 will return next year. Braden Fowler Nicolosi gets a full offseason as QB1. Star receiver Tory Horton elected to return for his senior year. And other key young guns return as well, like freshman running back Justin Marshall, established weapon Justice Ross Simmons, and four-star wide receiver recruit Jordan Ross, who was the highest-ranked recruit in Colorado State history. While the defensive line has a lot to figure out with three entrenched starters leaving, the rest of the defense is looking good. Chase Wilson returns as middle linebacker after tallying over 100 tackles, as do two sophomore linebackers that broke out, Newark Gatkuth and Bump Jock. The secondary, though not returning everyone, is in a great spot with both safeties Jack Howell and Henry Blackburn coming back, and two solid corners in Aiden Hector and Dominic Morris. Fresno State will be replacing 16 of their 24 starters, which is exactly two-thirds, including all three interior offensive line positions, three of their top four receivers, both starting linebackers, and several key starters in the secondary. The offense will have a lot of new faces next year, but some key pieces remain. Quarterback Mikey Keene gets a second offseason under Jeff Tedford. The two biggest breakouts for the Bulldogs, running back Malik Sherrod and freshman receiver Jalen Moss, are also back and will have bigger roles going forward. Defensively, Fresno State will be unrecognizable at some positions. Currently, there's only one contributing linebacker returning, and that's Phoenix Jackson. Huge shoes to fill with Lavelle Bailey and Malachi Langley both graduating. The secondary has to replace players like Carlton Johnson and Maurice Norris Jr., and will rely on star corner Cam Lockridge, who got hurt early in the year, and safety Cameron Braca to bridge the gap. For Hawaii, they will be replacing 11 of their 24 starters, which is 45.8%, including four out of five starting offensive linemen and three of their four starting defensive line. While the O-line is obviously a concern, the run-and-shoot foundation is still there. 
quarterback Braden Shager withdrew from the portal and is an early candidate for Mountain West Offensive Player of the Year. Both top receivers Stephen McBride and freshman phenom Pofele Ashlock are back too. Some key contributors return to run the Rainbow Warriors defense. It all starts with linebacker Logan Taylor, who was arguably one of the most impactful players in the conference before he tore his ACL. In a similar boat, corner Cam Stone was sidelined for much of the year after transferring from Wyoming and will hopefully be back at full strength in 2024. Star safety Peter Manuma is still there, and when you add in young studs like freshman corner Elijah Palmer and Juco transfer linebacker Jalen Smith, along with new defensive coordinator Dennis Thurman from Colorado, Hawaii has their scariest defense in quite some time. Still have to figure out that defensive line though. On to Nevada, replacing 13 of their 24 starters, which is 54.2%, including their top four wide receivers and their top four defensive backs. Despite all of the Wolfpack struggles under Ken Wilson, they'll return much of what was built on his watch. Both starting quarterbacks Brendan Lewis and AJ Bianco are back, as are their top three running backs, Sean Dollars, Ashton Hayes, and my favorite name in the Mountain West, Jacques Badalato Birdsell. Finding guys to throw to is clearly the biggest issue for this offense going forward, but they also returned three starters on the offensive line, along with several Power 5 transfers to fill the remaining hole. It's a slightly different story for Nevada's defense, which had a rough year and loses a lot of their production. Linebackers, definitely their strongest position, with starters Drew Watts and Naki Matilona coming back. The other position groups will likely fall behind them. The defensive line lost two starters to the portal, but Marcel Walker-Burgess returns. He led the team in sacks last year. The secondary was gutted by graduation, so freshman corner KK Meyer and sophomore safety Aiden Sioli, who both broke out last season, will need to have big follow-up campaigns for them to have a shot at slowing anyone down. Now on to New Mexico, who is also replacing 13 of their 24 starters, 54.2%, including four of five offensive line starters and their three best defensive backs. After a pitiful offensive output in 2022, the Lobos offense took a big step towards competency. While they're essentially going to be starting from scratch on the offensive line, the rest of the offense looks close to whole. Quarterback Devin Dampierre will get his shot at the starting job. Star running back Ja'Cory Krosky-Merritt is using his final year of eligibility, a huge boost for the Lobos in 2024. Another name to watch is sophomore receiver Caleb Medford, who led the team in receiving yards after transferring over from TCU. New Mexico's defense also improved compared to a year ago. Granted, the secondary will be taking a huge step back after saying goodbye to Dante Martin, Zach Morris, Christian Ellis, and Jermarius Lewis, but the rest of the lineup has legs to stand on. It will be the same three players starting at defensive line in 2024. The same goes for the linebackers who bring back their starting trio of Alec Marenko, Sire Riley, and Dimitri Johnson. Now for San Diego State, they are going to be replacing 18 of 24 starters, a whopping 75%, including three offensive linemen and six, yes, six starters in the secondary. It's a new era for the Aztecs, and new coach Sean Lewis is molding the offense to his image. Replacing Jalen Maiden at quarterback will be Florida State transfer A.J. Duffy. The running backs and receiver core will look the same for the most part, and maybe most importantly, to replace star tight end Mark Redman, who transferred to Louisville. Lewis brought Colorado tight end Michael Harrison with him, as well as former four-star recruit Jude Wolf from USC. Defensively, San Diego State's rebuild starts in the secondary. After losing as much as they did, they had to hit the portal hard. Lewis is bringing in four potential starters, namely former New Mexico standout Zach Morris. The linebackers will be led by Cody Moon, who will need to ball out with his running mates Zyrus Fiaseu and Cooper McDonald 
transferring elsewhere. The defensive line will also look much different with nose tackle Tupu Alualu being the only returning starter. Now on to San Jose State who was replacing 17 of their 24 starters. That's 70.8%, including their offensive stars Shevin Cordiero and Kyrie Robinson, four out of five offensive linemen, three out of four defensive linemen, and both starting safety. Despite the departure of Cordiero and Robinson, the Spartans offense has players to build off of. Wide receiver Nick Nash emerged as one of the best wide receivers in the conference, and Utah Tech transfer Kuali Khan Lee was one of the top producing running backs in the Mountain West while literally being a backup. Even with those guys leading the charge, offensive line and quarterback will make or break this team, so keep an eye on the battle between Jay Butterfield and Brock Purdy's younger brother, Chubba. On the defensive side, San Jose State still has elite playmakers. They arguably have the best linebacker duo in the Mountain West now with Brian Parham and Jordan Pollard, and they also get to see what edge rusher Trey Smith is truly capable of. He had 67 tackles and 6 sacks in his first year as a starter, and while the holes at safety are a glaring issue, the cornerbacks are rock solid with three talented juniors stepping up, that being Michael Dansby, Javion Cole, and DJ Harvey. Now on to UNLV, they are replacing 10 of their 24 starters, just 41.7%. No one position group is particularly depleted, but the Rebels will have to deal with the loss of star quarterback Jaden Maiava, safety Jackson Turner, and Lou Groza award finalist Jose Pizano. After their offensive renaissance in 2023, the Rebels return much of what got them to that point. Ricky White, one of the best receivers in the country, is back to break some records as a senior. So is All-American return man Jacob DeJesus. Running backs Jet Thomas and Donovan Lester will get the bulk of the carries next year. Other starters are still on the team, but the real question mark is at quarterback. With Mayava off to USC, senior Doug Brumfield has a good shot at running the show if he can stay healthy. If not, that's where Holy Cross transfer Matthew Sluka comes in. We'll wait and see, but overall UNLV's offense still looks nasty. The defense wasn't as transcendent as the offense, but they still put together a heck of a season. Linebacker Jackson Woodard, fresh off his 100-plus tackle campaign, returns as their top defender. Their top three corners, Cameron Oliver, Ricky Johnson, and Jet Elad are all back. The defensive line is probably the weakest group on this side of the ball, but the main cogs that made them great last year remain. Now for Utah State, they are replacing nine of their 24 starters, just 37.5%, including three offensive linemen and defensive standouts MJ Tafisi Jr. and Devin Dye. The Aggies had one of the most potent offenses in the Mountain West last year, and much of their firepower returns for 2024. Top two quarterbacks? Check. Top three rushers? Check. Receiver that broke a 33-year-old school record for touchdown catches? Check. The offensive line needs to be sorted out, but with Jalen Royals, Devon Booth, and everyone else coming back, Utah State will be hard to stop once again. Utah State's defense will look pretty similar to this year. All-American safety Ike Larson is back, as is linebacker Anthony Switzer. The defensive line may be the best unit overall with how much depth they're projected to have. They're led by Paul Fitzgerald, who finished top five in the conference in sacks as only a freshman. Last but not least, we have Wyoming replacing 10 of their 24 starters, which is 41.7%, including starting quarterback Andrew Peasley, four of their top five pass catchers, and defensive stalwarts Cole Godbout and Easton Gibbs. The Cowboys have a new head coach, sure, but the formula will stay the same, run the football, and control the time of possession. And despite the departure of the majority of their passing attack, the run game will be better than ever next year. Harrison Whaley is back, and so are roughly four starting level players behind him. Andrew Peasley exhausted his eligibility, but Evan Sboda will keep the same style of play. He's the dual threat quarterback Wyoming always has to have, and if he can protect the football, he can shine. Tight end John Michael Gillenborn, 
Bork, who had the third most receiving yards on the team, will take a larger role next year with Trayton Welch graduating. The offensive line returns all five starting offensive linemen, kind of. Frank Crum did graduate, but all five projected starters saw significant time last year, so make no mistake, they're likely the top offensive line in the conference. Wyoming's defense once again projects to be a top three unit in the Mountain West. The defensive line is stacked with nose tackle Jordan Bertignoli and edge rushers Devon Harris and Sebastian Harch all returning. A few linebackers will need to step up to replace everything that Easton Gibbs did for this team, but Shea Suyanoa is back after nearly reaching 100 tackles in 2023. The secondary brings back a ton of experience with safeties Wyatt Eckler and Isaac White both coming back along with starting quarters Tyreekus Davis and Rook Brown. Last thing I want to do is just compare the percentage of departures for each team. We're going to start with the least affected. Boise State only needs to replace a third of their starters. Utah State only needs to replace 37.5. UNLV and Wyoming both only need to replace 41.7. Hawaii only needs to replace 45.8. Getting a little higher now, Nevada and New Mexico both need to replace 54.2%. Colorado State needs to replace 58.3%. Fresno State needs to replace two-thirds of their starters. Air Force and San Jose State need to replace 70.8% of their starters. And the team with the most work to do on their starting lineup is San Diego State needing to replace 75% of their starters. That's it for this episode of the Hikes Peak Podcast. Thank you so much for coming back to the mountain. Make sure to make the trek back here next Tuesday for another brand new episode or maybe even earlier if a late night report I just saw becomes a reality. If you enjoyed the episode, rate the show five stars on whatever platform you're listening on or leave us a review on iTunes. Nothing helps the show out more than that, so any ratings would be greatly appreciated. Follow us on Twitter at MWC Connection and find all of your Mountain West news at MWCConnection.com. Thank you again for listening. Make sure to check out the depth chart tracker as well as keeping an eye out for a potential emergency podcast. Until next time, I'm Jack Thompson. Enjoy your life.